Hi there, folks, and welcome or welcome back to Nippon Trading International's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, again, and this podcast is brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis of realestate.jp. He's a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families who are looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's an Australian, he's been living here in Japan for over two decades now, and for about half of that time he's been buying, selling, and managing real estate properties in Tokyo on behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So he's got dedicated loan officers in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts Panel Sessions which means that you're already aware of the fact that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan, and in particular to family homes, the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or you just want to have a chat in English with a real expert, Drop him a line on sales at realestate.jp. Hit him up today and start exploring your options. All right, so for today's episode, you may remember Anna, who was a guest on the podcast about a year ago. She was interested in getting a job or starting a business related to real estate in Japan, and we had an hour-long brainstorming session together in which we discussed what it takes to get into the property industry, both in Japan and elsewhere, and I'll link to that conversation in this episode show notes. Well, Anna contacted me again a couple of months ago and happily shared with me that the dream has become a reality. She's now working for a great company called Hamlet. We'll link to their website as well, and they provide short-term furnished homes for rent to foreigners in and around Tokyo. They deal in all aspects of short and medium-term rentals, like shared living, furnished apartments, guest houses. And Anna and I had another long chat in which we tackled the challenges and opportunities of real estate property industry, business networking, market research, marketing strategies, tactics, all related to the sector she's in, but also wider ranging online marketing and networking best practices and so forth. And we also chatted a bit about the difference in approaches between B2B business to business uh, companies and B2C business to consumer companies or uh, departments within the company that deals in these different um, channels. And we even touched a bit on the difference between working for Japanese versus international companies. How do the work environment, atmosphere and corporate structures differ and what this means, particularly for foreigners or non-Japanese employees. So a really good comprehensive conversation that touches on but isn't limited to, to strictly real estate. Still very good value, in my opinion, in there for many of you. I hope you enjoy the chat and I'll see you again on the other side. Awesome. So we 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 spoke like four months, five months ago now, right? Yeah, maybe maybe even more. Yeah. My um my hair was so short at the time. That's, <laughs> that's how I, I judge time. I'm like, my hair was shorter. <laughs> yeah, so um how have you been, first of all? I've been fantastic, no complaints at all. Wow, that's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? you? You've had some exciting stuff happening. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so I actually started a new job. You know, like I say, I think you have some magical powers because I honestly wasn't um, 
so I sent that company a message on LinkedIn. That's how I got in touch with them. And then um, I didn't get a reply, you know, uh, right away. So I, I just thought it was the end. And then, um, you know, I got a little depressed after looking for jobs so intensely. So I, I just stopped using LinkedIn for a little while. <laughs> and then I thought, Ziv, I want to see how he's doing. You know, I want to just like send him a message, say like, what's up? And when I got on, I realized I'd gotten a message from them like seven months ago. So a few months after I had sent it. So and that was kind of the start and then um, interviews and I got the job. So uh, thank you. I yeah. don't know that I had much to do with it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what's the job? So what do you actually do? Yeah, so I'm working uh, with Hamlet Japan. Um, so it's a venture, a joint venture with a Singaporean company um, and Mitsubishi Estate. So these two companies came together and we have Hamlet Japan. So Hamlet is really well founded in Singapore and also Hong Kong. Um, and it only started in Japan in 2019. So it's fairly like unrecognized in Japan, um, at least by Japanese people, um, some foreign people maybe know. So basically it's a, we have condominiums or like apartment complexes that we buy and then we make them really pretty and look, look nice. And, um, Basically, foreigners and Japanese people can rent these like hassle-free for the most part. So no moving fees and uh, shikiki, uh, reikin and, and everything involved in normal rentals, you mean? Exactly. So there's no key money. So there's no key money. There's also no brokerage fees. Um, so we, you know how if you're looking for an apartment, usually... Um, in Japan, you usually go through an agent and then you pay that agent generally a month's rent. Yep. Right. Um, so we don't do that at Hamlet, Japan. So that's pretty nice. So it's good for people. Um, you know, we have contracts from one month. So you could stay one month and you don't have to deal with all of that stuff, which is nice. And they're fully serviced, furnished, all of that? Yeah. So you can choose, um, but for the short stays, we only have the fully furnished options available. Um, so it's it's our all-inclusive. So um, yeah, so it's fully furnished and also it has amenities and for example, utensils, vacuum cleaner, iron. So you kind of have everything you want at like your regular home, but you just don't have to bring it all with you. It's super nice. So the especially utilities and utilities and all that are included in the rental. Included. Price. Okay, yes, cool. Very included. cool. If you happen to just really use it extremely, you might be charged for the extra, but it's unlikely unless you're just like, I don't know, you like it to be like 18 degrees uh, Celsius in the summer yeah. in your house. Yeah, so probably most people don't go over the limit. 
Yeah. And is it um, is it really is it expensive? I mean, I, I'm I'm sure it must be expensive compared to a normal long term lease. But how how does it compare with other short term options? Oh, so I guess generally short term options wise in Japan, um, I guess you would say they have the service departments, um, which is basically and just for people watching because. I'm I'm sure maybe you know, but uh, just for people watching, even who's watching, um, service departments are generally very expensive, and yep. they're basically like staying at a hotel, but it's a, like an apartment in a hotel, and you know some of those services you can even eat at the restaurant there, and it's included. Um, things like that. So that's going to be like extremely expensive. And yeah. then you have like a share house, a share house is, um, you know, you have your room, but maybe the kitchen and the living room is shared. Um, so it's uh, maybe more inexpensive. And the bathroom and, and the toilet, that's the most annoying thing. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The shower and the toilet. I, I saw some things. I didn't stay the share house. <laughs> Um, like that but I've been and I saw I saw things and I just yeah so it you have to have a certain uh, level of patience and a certain personality to enjoy those places um, but basically Hamlet is the in-between so on price wise so it's going to be in between that but it's definitely um, more for people who have more of a budget so uh, I would say for a short-term stay, minimum about, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with Japanese numbers. <laughs> Is that 20, or I'll just say it in yen, 200,000 yen. Okay. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be generally what you're going to look at if you're looking for a very a short-term, short-term stay, like one month, two months. And then after that, it starts becoming um, a little bit less so the longer you stay the less it is um, but short-term stay it's really good if you don't want to stay at a hotel you know yeah and so, them but, so, so what do you actually mm -hmm. do for them yes yeah, so I'm a sales associate with them right now so basically I am I'm doing b2c and b2b so it is a startup in Japan so uh, I, I wear many hats um, but I, I've just started working there. So, uh, but the plan is being B2C. So I'm working with, uh, people who are interested, individuals who are interested in renting with us. Yep. And I'm just like a, like an agent. I'll show them the place and I support them answering their questions. And then also the B2B side, I'm looking for, you know, companies who would be interested in our company and maybe offering it to their. Um, so if they have employees relocating to Japan mm -hmm. and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Or even recruitment companies who are recruiting people. So it doesn't have to be their employees, for example. But I mean, honestly, the reason I can even talk to you about this is because I do really think it is a pretty good deal and also all of the support for foreign people is is such a special thing that I don't Absolutely. really see yeah often in Japan 
Absolutely. We actually, um, I started a new company a few months ago, which helps people with the relocation support in Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we'd be, uh, we'd be very happy to cooperate with Hamlet. So th- do you guys do only um, like Tokyo Kanagawa or do you, are you all over the, all over Japan? Yeah, so right now we are focusing in central Tokyo. Eventually we would like to expand, but um, we are trying to get more people, more manpower and really um, lift it up. We, I think when we started 2019, exactly right before, because it was October, right before Corona hit. And I think one of the big um, interest points in Hamlet is that it's, it has social opportunities. So, and, you know, with Corona, that wasn't really a good idea. So. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by social opportunities? Like for, for residents to meet other residents? Or? Yes. So, and we're planning on expanding that now that Corona is, um, I wouldn't say improving. We're just getting but, used to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, I didn't know how to say that. And like a, a Correct manner, but yes. Um, so uh, our events, for example, right now we have events where they can, where residents can, for example, we have something called an art bar. You can drink wine and do art with everybody. And it's kind of a good way to mingle with other residents. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And for example, pottery or learning, uh, Japanese traditional arts, um, such as traditional dyeing methods, where they use on kimono, but maybe doing it on like a shirt, and I don't know, like tea ceremonies. So there's a lot of opportunities, and uh, we have a lot of freelance people staying with us. So we also want to create opportunities for them to network. So that's kind of our goals going forward too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Are, you, are you doing everything you were dreaming about doing when we spoke last time or how, how do you feel is is it helping you progress or so it is a huge step up from I don't want to I don't want to hmm, have to say this in a certain way I and for me it's a huge step up um you were teaching English way... before right yes and then before that I was in sales at an extremely traditional company um my friends put it on a scale for example one being very liberal or very kind of progressive 10 being for example if let's say a client comes to the company and there's a new person just standing there maybe the the boss would say you get up you get away get you need to bow or dogeza kind of deal i was probably at a nine wow okay or an eight yeah (laughs) so right now it's it's a a huge difference for me and i feel they're uh pretty supportive and a lot of the staff where i'm working at have had opportunities living abroad or learning another language so they're much more understanding of foreign people so uh yes you have to be with a company like that right yeah, so it's a huge, it's very, very positive for me. And uh, anything else, it is a startup. So it's not, you know, perfectly exactly what I want to do. But I think 
there's opportunities to make it how I want it. And you got your foot in the door. You wanted to be in real estate, right? Yes, exactly. So it's for me, I mean, it sounds really cheesy, you know, but it is a dream come true for yeah. for this point, right? It's a huge a step for me. I'm yeah. super happy for you. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was like, I've been through the roof. I'm happy that, that they gave me the opportunity. So yeah. And you know, people say good morning to each other with a bright, you know, tone. And I was like, wow. <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. So did, did you come across anything that, that I or anyone else can help you with? Any questions, anything mm. that's, you know, intriguing for you in this new industry? How Anything I can help with? Oh. Yes. Uh, so, so I, so we are just really entering this B2B world and I really want to do as much as I can, you know, um, spreading the word because I honestly do think also our, I mean, I think it's pretty inexpensive for what we are offering. And I think we have a very unique service, again, with the support for foreign people and this kind of global interest. So I really do want to spread um, the word about Hamlet and, you know, get more people who could, you know, have value from our service. So I want to increase that B2B kind of sales right and uh networking i guess so i i guess advice wise um i don't know if you had any advice on the networking aspect and um also uh my other question big question is market research so i think um you know, some people at the company, we come from all different backgrounds. Some people have come from real estate and some people haven't, and I haven't. So I, I need to kind of catch up. So I guess mainly networking and market research are kind okay. of like big well, questions for you. Market okay. research, I'm not a big expert on, but mm-hmm. um, I think like you mentioned, for, from a B2B perspective, any company that hires foreign staff, would probably mm-hmm. be a good one to contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, you, you say you kind of, uh, you went off LinkedIn for a while, but LinkedIn is probably the best place to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially on the networking side. So with networking, really, I mean, there are mm-hmm. a bunch of groups on, okay. LinkedIn, you know, on, on, on Facebook, on, uh, okay. so many groups related to life okay. in Japan, business in Japan, Mm-hmm. Um, people who are looking to come to Japan. Um, yeah. So that would be, that's probably more from a B2C perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely find B2B. Um, I'm not a big expert on that myself. Mm-hmm. Most of our work okay. has been B2C. Mm-hmm. Um, but B2B, I think you would probably want to look for groups that deal with uh, recruitment in Japan, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now, um, contacting. But I'm thinking also the way of contacting, I guess, is what I'm trying to figure out, Um, especially when it comes to really big companies. You know, we are a startup and they're kind of like, who are you? And we can say Mitsubishi Estates, which is a huge plus. Yeah. 
you know, still at that point, it's there's some apathy, I guess. It's, you know, in dealing with someone who isn't a huge corporation. Does your um, does your company give you an advertising budget or is it supposed to be all organic? So at this moment, um, I could if if I had a reason and I, I could research and show that it would have a big benefit to my company, they might be willing to give me a budget for that. Yep. Um, so it just depends. But I think it's possible. Okay. But right now, there's nothing. I, I would have to make a proposal and kind of show my research, you know. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not a big expert on that, but I know that Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn mm -hmm. ads work really well. Okay. And for B2B especially, um, LinkedIn gives you the option to really drill down to the person that you want to contact. So you could, for example, mm -hmm. target HR managers, um, mm. working in Japan for companies mm. with a thousand people or over, for example. I mean, I, I don't know what okay. your target market is, but it gives yeah. you a really good ability to to pinpoint. And then if your ad creative mm. is going to generate interest, so instead of you know making it a sales pitch, make it something super informational. Like, did you know that you could get a place in Tokyo that looks like this and provides this kind of support for foreigners for this mm. price and show mm. them, you know, um photos or videos of what your properties look like mm, and okay. even just provide general information so if you start producing content that's more on the organic level but if you start producing regular mm -hmm. content and publish it in many places online mm -hmm. and again social media um you know an article for your company website if they do that and that kind of thing then you can share those resources that you provide, but it has to be informational. I mean, you can come in with a sales pitch once every 10 posts, but basically 90% mm -hmm. of it should be purely informational, mm -hmm. like how to get along in Tokyo doing this and that, how to apply for, uh, not directly mm -hmm. even related um, to the property okay. business, but just like mm -hmm. establish yourself as the authority for foreigners mm -hmm. relocating to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And on the B2B side, if you could provide information for companies that are looking for accommodation for their staff, mm -hmm. so you could provide, you could create content that's directed towards HR managers or people who are dealing with those people who are coming in mm -hmm. and just help yeah. them, you know, give them information about normally it's difficult to rent a place for mm -hmm. a foreigner. It would require ABC. The other solutions available on the market are just like you told me, guest houses, share houses, mm -hmm. um, serviced apartments. And there's also a middle level, which is what I do. But just keep it very, very informational. Like mm -hmm. people normally enjoy content that either educates or entertains them. They don't enjoy sales pitches and advertising. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a really important point. Um, and I literally just thought about that right before our call because I checked LinkedIn and I saw um, one person had posted about, um, for example, Im immigration, I guess, how the immigration process is right now, what is the current status, something like that. And I thought, wow, that would be a good idea. Yep. Just posting something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And networking okay. as well. I mean, networking, you know, the business in Japan networking group, it's a really big group. I think it's 75, oh. 76,000 people. Oh, no. Business in Japan? Okay. Yeah, that's what it's called. I'll send you an invite to it now. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. And, um, 
as long as you're not again as long as you're not just you know posting yeah. stuff without <laughs> any conversation uh, you probably mm -hmm. do very well there the main point is to um, just join conversations just be a human don't be a sales machine Okay. Explain, you know, tell people who you are and what you do and, you know, mm -hmm. tell them how you can help them and ask them how, you know, ask for what you need help with. Um, mm -hmm. Just, as, you know, just establish rapport and have a conversation and people, people will find you. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like amazing advice. Consistency yeah. is super important. Like don't mm -hmm. do it and then just take a break for three months. Like mm -hmm. do it regularly uh once a day or a few times a day if you can definitely at least a few times a week mm -hmm. just provide content and also um the best part for networking which also works well for organic reach for uh, marketing is um join conversations right so if people are talking mm -hmm. about something in a particular group mm -hmm. just jump in and mm -hmm. give them your own two cents and again not okay. in a sales pitchy way it doesn't yeah you don't need to say when you join a conversation you don't need to say who you are and what company you work for because if somebody is interested in your comment they'll just click on your profile and find out oh okay so your profile is your signature you don't need to you don't need to push your business you just join the conversation like a normal human being and have a chat mm -hmm. And um, okay. when people recognize that you have expertise in your subject matter, then they will eventually reach out to you. Okay. And wow. the forums and the forums where you do that depends on where you want to go. So if you're looking for people, if you're looking for B2C, look for business in Japan or mm -hmm. life in Japan kind of groups. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for B2B, look for, um, you know, relocation or HR. There might be, I'm sure there are groups where HR people get together and talk mm -hmm. about HR stuff, right? And those are really the decision makers that you want to be contacting. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't yeah. even have to be in Japan because a lot of international companies, like if you join a like an international HR forum where people are chatting about HR matters, there's going to be a certain percentage of companies in that forum who do have an office in Japan or are thinking about opening an office in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, so just, I mean, just get out there and establish yourself. Don't, don't, don't start measuring and say, oh, nobody contacted me this week. I'm off LinkedIn now. I mean, just establish your mm -hmm. presence online and do it consistently and regularly over a period of a few months. And okay. I promise you good things will happen. Okay. That is really good to know. Yeah. Because I think uh, with B, especially B2B, but also I'm sure B2C, but yeah, especially B2B, you do not see results like very quickly. In most cases. You could, from what I've seen. you could sometimes, but yeah. it, um, it usually takes time and you have to get mm -hmm. to the decision makers. So if, you know, five people from the same company see your name and see your post over a period of time, they will eventually mm -hmm bring you to the attention of the decision maker but it does take time and mm -hmm. for b2c uh, facebook and instagram are your best friends i think yeah okay oh wow those are the two things i don't use right now <laughs> oh gosh yeah, don't be shy i mean you don't have to create a super detailed personal profile showcasing your life you can just i mean have your name and have your profile picture and have your content be just business related it doesn't have to be you don't have to share pictures of your home and cats and stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that might be better. Trying to, I was trying to rid myself of Instagram, the yeah. addiction. Okay. I'm All right, not, but yeah. I'm I not mean, big on it myself, but it, um, mm -hmm. I mean, Facebook I'm big on because all of my family and friends all over the world use Facebook. Instagram, I never got the hang of, honestly, but um, yeah. 
it works for business. I mean, we, we, whenever we get something, because Instagram is mostly visually oriented, right? So mm-hmm. whenever we get a beautiful house or, a, you know, take a video of a, of a property tour or something that's visual and I put it on Instagram, it does get good traction, even if it's not my favorite okay. platform personally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I will definitely keep that in mind. Maybe try it out. Mm, okay. All right. So you're posting right now, you're you're generally posting maybe information or for example, house tour kind of thing. Yep. Entertainment and education. Those are the two things. Mm-hmm. So anything that's like visually enticing and looks nice and people can imagine themselves living in a house, I guess that mm-hmm. falls under entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um and then um, articles or posts or conversations or surveys that tell people about the market, how things work and what we've been noticing mm-hmm. and the experience we've had in the past few years or the past few months or how this and that global or domestic events are affecting the market. That's all information, right? So mm-hmm. we put that out. That's a lot of text with maybe like a nice photo to just, you know, to, to give something visual to the article, but it's basically text information. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're up for it, if you if you create a podcast mm-hmm. um, and just do a regular podcast, even just, you know, I, I do mine usually once a week. Uh, you could do it once every two or three weeks um, and just, I don't know, choose a topic that's related to what you do, but not directly against salesy. So, for example, the, the podcast topic could be uh, relocating to Japan, right? Mm-hmm. or starting or living or life in Japan or um, you could start a podcast about um, Airbnb and short-term stays and s- stuff that's somehow peripherally related to what you do mm-hmm. and um, if you do that on a regular basis that's also a great source of um, a great source of marketing lead. We interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo, and they offer a home-away-from-home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, if that's still a thing, or if you just need somewhere quiet to get away from the world. They offer a variety of options for families, corporate relocations, or even if you're simply transitioning between homes in Tokyo. The properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities, and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. They come with fast, unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces, and fully equipped kitchens, and they're just a delight to stay in. Fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels, which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know they're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own, but longer term or with a family, you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly in a Japanese business hotel. So if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home, with comfortable Western beds, including all the necessities like baby bedding, children's toys, high chairs, etc. You definitely want to reach out to Tokyo Family Stays. They've been at it for over a decade. They're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator. And as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners, they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the Japan Real Estate Podcast or NTI. And not only for guests, if you're a property owner, you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profit, 
or a holiday home that you want to rent out when you're not using it via short-term stays, drop them a line today, see how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth a visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at sales at realestate.jp. And now back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also kind of, I was thinking about um, some kind of social media thing like that. And I was, uh, I guess I'll have to discuss that with my company, but I was wondering how that would work out, you know, like any i guess it would all be like for example eventually if you make a profit it would go to the company kind of thing profit kind of, from uh, how do you mean profit yeah so let's say the podcast became really popular for example and then it was like a thing i, I don't know how that would work because for example for you it's your company you know but for me i am i'm working for Hamlet. Yeah, so but the I, podcast, I the podcast the is not the podcast itself is not a monetizing tool. You don't. I mean, you're not you're not creating a. Po- I mean, I guess some people do have professional podcasts and they monetize them like YouTube channels and they do ads and stuff. But from your perspective, the podcast is just meant to generate uh, interest in what your company does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if somebody contacts you after they heard you on the podcast and they say, "Oh, I'm really interested in those properties," then you just mm-hmm. you know you do what you do normally with the company. Uh, don't think about the podcast as a tool to make money think about it as a tool to generate leads okay i was thinking i know i saw you or i didn't see you i heard you on um a podcast on audible yep yes so maybe i could do something like audible i don't know do you have you heard any people like contacting you after that podcast I know it was recent. I I don't specifically focus on the platform. What I do is we have a host Mm -hmm. uh, podcast host platform. So it's a website that hosts the platform uh, that hosts the podcast. And they there's a section where you where they tell you, do you want us to publish it on Apple Music, on Amazon, on Audible? You just tick 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 tick, and it just goes out there automatically. You don't need to worry about that. Oh wow. Would it would it be okay to ask what platform this is? Um, the one we use is called Podigy, P-O-D-I-G-E-E dot com. Um, they're based in Germany, I think. But any if you just Google podcast hosting platforms, you'll find heaps of them, and they'll be graded according to price and how they do with uh, republishing on other platforms. And basically everything else you've asked me today too. Honestly, just Google it. I mean, if you Google. How to generate, um, you know, how to generate business on LinkedIn or how to generate business mm-hmm. on Facebook or how to get, um, how to contact, uh, how to do B2B initial contact or stuff like you'll find tons of articles about that. It's, it's really interesting to start reading up on that and, and try various strategies and you, you'll find out a lot of stuff. I mean, don't, don't, you don't need to rely on me for that. There's way cleverer people out there who have been doing this for a while. Yeah, I mean Google. Google is my good friend. Uh, I've I've Googled many a times, um, but definitely, I of course I would say you have some very specific information. Um, I think it's. I mean, I don't know if that's not true, but it's kind of rare 
to find someone like you in Japan, would that be true? For example, right, you are a non-Japanese person, you're doing real estate, you have a real estate company in Japan. Is that, is that not rare? It seems um, there's a few of us around, but I can probably guarantee that the vast majority of us are relying, for the Japanese side, we're relying on our um, Japanese uh, partners, or if we're employees, mm -hmm. we're relying on a Japanese business. Um, and in the same way that you are probably hired because you cater to the foreign population, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. So you rely on the Japanese side of your business to handle all of the actual nitty gritty property stuff and uh, the registrations and the, mm -hmm. you know, and the purchasing properties, same thing. So, um, mm -hmm. yes, I'm, I'm working in Japan in real estate, but I'm very much, on the foreigner side of my company, whereas my uh, partner Chikako is on the Japanese side of the company. And you've got okay. this, um, you've got the entire company behind you on the Japanese side. So you don't need to be too concerned about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's a, it's a really good mix, I guess you could say, with the global and then more of the people who understand the traditional side yeah. of it. Uh, and mm -hmm. honestly, all of the specific information that I can give you from my experience in real estate, um, is not nearly as relevant as the information related to online market. Like online marketing is, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what it is that you're selling. Mm -hmm. The point is how you talk about it. Mm -hmm. So if you like, like, like the first half of our conversation today, yeah. I, could, I could feel your passion when you were talking about the company and the services yeah. that you provide. Yeah. If that reflects in your online presence, you'll definitely get, I mean, Honesty, integrity, passion, information is all you need for online marketing. And whatever okay. the product is, is by the by the way, by by the by way. I forgot how to say that. <laughs> I don't know either. By the by, by. I don't know. My words. I was I'm I'm I can't be an English teacher anymore. So <laughs> I'm forgetting my English already. <laughs> okay. All right, but yeah, I mean, I do really appreciate either way you taking the time um, to meet with me and talk about this, and you know. Also, I do hope uh, maybe after I can maybe send you something about Hamlet because, again, I do think it is a really good service and uh, it opens doors for a lot of people who are struggling, especially to find a place. Absolutely. Right? I'm happy to, mm -hmm. uh, especially with our new company, I think there's a lot of potential collaborations that we could do there um, because mm -hmm. I think we're catering to the same clientele. Like we need to find people a place to stay mm -hmm. and the people that you service will often need help in other areas of relocation. So uh, I think, exactly. of, yeah, I think there's a lot that we can collaborate over there. Mm -hmm. Okay. That would be great. So oh, on online marketing, mm -hmm. you might want to check out um, mm -hmm. Gary V. Oh my goodness. Gary V. Yeah. Do you know him? I've heard of, I've, I've seen some videos. He's kind of the, the hustle hustle guy, right? No, he's got a lot of stuff going on. But if you put aside his okay. personality and motivational okay. and the stuff yeah. that he helps um, 20 years mm -hmm. old with and yeah. focus focus on his internet marketing uh, content. Okay. And okay. there's some very, very good strategy and tips there for online marketing. So every time okay. you hear motivational, entrepreneurial stuff, just skip that. And okay. when, you, when, you see a, when you see a title that has to do with online marketing, just go and uh, either listen to or read or whatever you... Uh, whichever way you uh, consume okay yeah. okay i'll check it out so you recommend him kind of uh to help me form a basis of what 
Yeah, I'll should, send you, you a know. link to, um, I think it's called, he had a really, really, really good PDF. Hang on, I'll find it now, Gary. Oh, I think that it was called uh, Pillars of Content, which really lays down, um, really lays down uh, how to, how to um, do online marketing properly. I'll, I'll send it mm -hmm. to you now on uh, LinkedIn. As okay, well. thank you. Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate all of these resources. So Anytime. you know, the very least, uh, it can kind of help me. Kind of, you know, I I mean, I can Google, but I like hearing from people like you who have had yeah. experience with it. So maybe you have more of an idea of um, what you think is actually useful. Right, because yeah. Google is very vast. So yes. It's like, you know, this is a good point to start. So that that really helps me a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can somehow prioritize your LinkedIn posts so that I can share them and comment on them. But I don't think links in, LinkedIn gives me that option. Oh no, yes, mm -hmm. yes, there is. Okay, I just I just clicked on getting notified about your new posts. So I'll try to jump in there and um, and help expedite them too. Oh, thank you. Okay. Are we connected just, on Facebook as well, by the way? Or are you, I are don't you think so. So I think I need to make a new Facebook account because my old one is okay. just like high school level. No worries. So what, once uh, you do that, add me as a friend on Facebook and I'll also share your stuff on Facebook as well. There's only okay. one person with my name. You're not going to have to look hard. Yeah, you have a very unique name, I think. <laughs> I don't know anyone with your name. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll check it. So my um my Zoom is free, so we're probably gonna get disconnected. We can jump back in if you need anything else. I mean, I think uh, I think it's good. Um, let me see. I do. Yes, I'm glad to hear that you're interested in collaborating, and especially if you are relocate. Like you said, your new business is relocation. So I think that would be a very good kind of thing. Maybe I'll send you like an email after or would LinkedIn yep. be better? Please do. Would it would email be better or LinkedIn? Email, LinkedIn, whatever is whatever is convenient for you. Uh, so okay. I think um, that's the majority of what I wanted to talk to you. Just get an idea of how to kind of get our name out there. And also it sounds like, like you said, you have this new business with relocation, which is exactly the people I'm looking for, right? People coming to Japan or even from other spots of Japan to Tokyo, right? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. Uh, and we also offer discounts to anyone that you refer to us for okay. them. So yeah, so that's kind of a nice service you can offer them, right? Um, okay, is there, is there anything, anything else you can think of? Any other, um, I know it's kind of an open question, but any other advice you would give me um, in this part of the world, real estate, even though it's, it's you know, different from what you're usually doing, you're working with houses, right? But I'm working with apartment units. Yeah, but I mean, we're similar, we're similar in the sense that we're both catering to foreign clients, right? Mm -hmm. um, exactly. the, B2B, the B2B side, maybe not so much. So with the B2B, mm -hmm. you would have to reach out to Japanese companies that are hiring people from overseas. Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure i mean you've mentioned that they've put you in charge of b2b sales as well but i'm not mm -hmm. sure how easy it would be for you to reach out to a basically a strictly japanese company 
they might be hiring engineers from India or the US or what have you, but they're basically a Japanese company, right? Mm -hmm. So the initial contact, unless they happen to have HR managers who are um, fluent in English and, you know, consuming content online in English. Otherwise, you might have to get an, I don't know, an assistant or a senpai or somebody Japanese who can help you on that side. Yeah, so um, at this moment, it's uh, me and uh, two other members, especially me and uh, one other member who is my um, direct senior, I yep. guess, and he is Japanese. So he's focusing on the Japanese side and I'm focusing more on chances where I can use my English, utilize that. Okay, so together mm -hmm. with him, I would recommend that you both get very, very comfortable living online. Mm -hmm. um, social media is honestly your best, best source of customers. So mm -hmm. um, B2B, maybe more LinkedIn, B2C, maybe more Facebook, Instagram. But this is where you're going to be finding most of your customers. And this is where you're going to be showcasing the work mm -hmm. that you do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would just get really comfortable and maybe help him. I'm not sure how familiar he is with um, mm -hmm. with online communication or online marketing or online conversations, but maybe help him. Like when you find an article mm -hmm. that explains how to do something on LinkedIn on a B2B um, and a B2B aspect, maybe mm -hmm. share that with, is his English okay? His English is, is okay. Maybe reading would be better than listening or speaking. Yep. Um, yes. I think I would, I, I, yeah, I will try to share as much information I can if I find something useful. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there, there's got to be tons of resources on the same topics in Japanese as well. It's just a matter of getting him interested and used to actually reading and learning from them. Yeah, yeah. okay. And I'm, um, I'm wondering also, so uh, definitely, so going back to that, um, actually yeah, sharing, sharing information is actually a thing at this company I'm working at, at Hamlet. So that's very good. Um, honestly, it's it's not, at least for now, it doesn't seem the sales team is so competitive. It's more of like a team effort. So um, that's a good thing, especially my direct senior. He's very much trying to, we're trying to work together. So I think that would be good. That's the advantage of working in a mm -hmm. Japanese company. You don't have that toxic sort of sale, cutthroat, backstabbing environment. I, <laughs> or do you? Or do you? Maybe, I, maybe I don't know. Previous one. Yeah, I told you it was about a nine or eight out yeah. of that scale. It was it was uh, like that. So really, okay. Yes. So so for me, this is very good and new, but perhaps that is the norm, um, which you know that's good. Um, okay, so I wanted to also ask you, though, about direct messaging on LinkedIn. So, for example, really, really big companies, if I send them an email, there's a really high chance they will not respond to me. So I was thinking maybe directly messaging either an employee, for example, an engineer, or directly messaging the HR staff. I don't know. Uh, what do you think of that? Do you have any opinions or... In my, in my experience, direct messaging only works when you're giving something 100% and you're mm -hmm. asking that person to consider what you're giving them. It mm -hmm. doesn't work well for marketing. So, for example, if you wanted to be mm -hmm. an mm -hmm. intern, right, mm -hmm. in some company, mm 
and they're mm-hmm. the ones giving you the opportunity, then you DMing and asking for the opportunity, um, that's perceived well. I mean, if some of them obviously, you know, maybe 50% of them don't reply at all. And, you know, 30% on top of that, just say, no, no, thank you. But 20% will respond positively. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're DMing, I'm just thinking about myself, if somebody DMs me with a sales pitch, I just automatically mm-hmm. block, right? Like I'm not, not interested yeah. in that. Um, it could be that there are some people out there that this would work on, but I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. No. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, I, I agree with you that sales pitches do not work on LinkedIn and it's really annoying, especially for on you. On any platform, you I probably think get some a lot. So, you know, I'm thinking of maybe another approach, kind of what you said earlier, but just saying, you know, hello, I am blah, blah, blah. This is what I do. And then after that, that's the kind of difficult point, right? Because I, I don't want to make it a sales thing. I want to offer value, right? If you want to um, offer value, honestly, um, just focus on inbound marketing. Don't worry about cold messaging and cold calling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Focus on inbound marketing by posting valuable content that people will find interesting or entertaining. Mm-hmm. And just make sure that you do it in the forums and the channels that people will be able to see. I mean, that your target audience would be able to see, right? Mm-hmm. They'll they'll find you. I wouldn't worry about cold messaging and cold call. But, but that's, I mean, look, maybe that's just me and my character. I don't enjoy doing it. I don't enjoy receiving it. So I, I steer clear of it. Mm. Um, but I think... In my experience, the the business connections that I've made, when I actually ended up buying a product or a service from a company, it was either through (laughs) word of mouth because somebody recommended them or Mm. because I saw their content and I found it valuable. I I have never Mm. in my life, except on maybe one occasion and it didn't turn out that well, (laughs) I've never in my life actually bought a service or a product for somebody who direct messaged me. It could well, be just me, okay. but I think a lot of people feel that way. Okay. Okay. That's definitely good to keep in mind. I'm trying to figure out a way to be, because I do like, I think inbound is really smart and that's important for time saving. But, you know, obviously there, there may be some situations where it may be better to directly message, especially someone who maybe they're not actually looking at the feed and they're just kind of looking in their messages or only on their page, for example, someone like that. But um, I guess I'll have to think about that further. But I mean, it's it's a good thing to point out. That's true. You know, if you get a sales message most of the time, maybe it's just people like you and me or maybe other people as well. But it's generally kind of um, lifeless, for one. It's like a robot. It sounds like a robot. Uh, so it, I, I feel, just, it feels yeah. a bit desperate. You know what I mean? It feels mm, like if that person yeah. really is just hitting random people mm-hmm. online and trying to sell their products, how good are they? Right? Like, oh, couldn't they do yeah. it any other way? That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why, why do you have to go to me when if you're really that good, my company would already know about you or something like that? Yeah. So I would, I would argue that the best thing you can do is just to publicly show who you are and showcase the projects you do and provide mm-hmm. information. And uh, I think if you do it in the right channels, the right people will find you. I mean, it's that's all we've been doing for the last 10 years and it's worked very well for us. 
Okay. Okay. So I think uh, I'll do that, especially, I guess, for larger companies, that would be a good start, a good chance. And then maybe just getting to know some smaller companies or companies like yourself, for example, getting to know those companies uh, first, you know, who knows, it could lead to something. And um, I, I would like to also have more networking. So that's the networking somebody... part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you yeah. if you honestly and genuinely and without any hidden agendas, just connect with people, mm -hmm. you know, listen to what they say and tell them about what you do and, you know, contribute from your experience and, you know, ask questions and answer questions. Um, those things, I mean, you'd never you'd never consider or think about it but this one person that had a conversation with you one year ago has got nothing to do with what you do they actually know someone that they'll refer you to right so yeah. i wouldn't just get out there and be social and don't be shy and okay. keep posting stuff whether it's personal stuff or business stuff doesn't matter okay all right becoming social Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'll have to make But you can little... be an introvert and be social. It's online, <laughs> yeah. right? You don't actually have to go and meet people face to face. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, well, you know, I I think it seems like that would that's one of my best bets in this case, especially since we are a, like a startup. So, yeah, okay. I will I will look into implementing that cuz that seems like a really good plan. And then um, I'll speak with my uh, direct, uh, I guess, manager, uh, senior, and um, try to get him involved. Because I think he's interested in doing online things, but he's just not very used to it. Yep. Um, so maybe I'll try to find a way that can make it easier for him too. So we can kind of at least have the, both of us doing it at the same time. Yeah, try, so try to find him try to help him re find some Japanese resources on how to do online marketing because Japanese people have a tendency to think like if you present them with the English information about how things are done, they have a tendency to sometimes say, oh yeah, but that's not going to work in Japan. Like we don't do it like mm -hmm. that here. So yeah. try to find him some Japanese content from Japanese mm -hmm. people who are doing it and how they do it. And then it might be easier for him to uh, digest, I guess. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that that would um, kind of also just because it's his native tongue, it'll make things smoother. And uh, like you said, it will allow him to uh, accept it. Like, I don't know, not to consider, right? Kind yeah. of accept it to it. <laughs> uh, my, my English is blending, but that's okay. Right? That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Exciting journey. Um, keep me posted and uh, don't be shy to tag me if something has to do with real estate and then I'll comment and share it and stuff like that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And um, I, again, even though, uh, you know, maybe you didn't have such a direct uh, effect on it. Uh, I, I kind of feel a little bit thanks to you. I was able to get this job. Right. Because if I didn't think, oh, I want to say hi to Zip, I would have never seen the <laughs> message. OK, so it was like really good timing. Serendipity. Like, yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for your magic, uh, even though maybe you don't realize it. Maybe, <laughs> thank maybe you very much. Maybe some Harry Potter, some secret. Yeah. <laughs> OK, you're embarrassing me now. Stop. Go away. <laughs> All right. Hey. Okay.
it's okay, right? Positivity. I, I want to spread it when when it's deserved, right? I totally agree with that. Okay, but anyways, thank you, Ziv, so much for taking time to do this. I know it's on your Saturday and you're busy, right? Um, My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope maybe we can talk soon and I will send you some information maybe after this. And uh, I'll join those groups too. Anytime. Group. I'm here. Thank you so much, Ziv. Um, have a great weekend. Do you have any, any plans today? Um, work. I've been away for like two and a half weeks and I kind of was working on 50% uh, throttle and now there's so much to catch up on. So that's all I'm doing today. Yeah, but I'll, I'll get drunk in the evening and call it a day at some point. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, drowning and then and then having some alcohol to finish drowning it out. Drowning my sorrows in alcohol, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to say. Okay. Anyways, awesome. uh, you enjoy. Uh, I'll talk to you soon then. And um, you, uh, you good luck with your work and catching up and... Thank you. Hopefully you can drown in your sorrows tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. See you soon. Okay. Bye, Zev. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Big congratulations to Anna for a new job, which sounds pretty exciting, challenges and all. And again, we'll link to Hamlet's website as well as to our first conversation with Anna in this episode show notes. Be sure to check it out. Now, before we go, we're also, as always, going to tell you and also link to our other sponsor's website. That's Hiroshi Shimizu, immigration lawyer and administrative scrivener. If you're thinking about moving here on a more permanent basis, or you're already in Japan on some sort of a temporary visa, and you want to switch to a longer term or permanent one, or if you're considering setting up a local company or a branch office of a foreign company, and you've got any sort of business or visa-related inquiries, or even if you just want to find out what your options are on any of these topics, feel free to contact Hiroshi Shimizu. You can find him at japanimmigrationexperts.com and he can help you set up a company, apply for any kind of visa, or just provide you with the best advice and extremely affordable consultation related to these topics. And he's already done that for many of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, that's japanimmigrationexperts.com and you'll be well on your way. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, have a great day or night ahead. Yoroshiku. Yoroshiku.